0: too late. We're
1: live. Oh, we're live. There's me saying, are you ready? Uh, And uh, yeah, of course Kurt is ready. Yeah. He was born ready.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So good evening everybody and welcome to episode 31 of At Home With The Fishers or Home With The Fishers as it is up there. Oh sorry. (laughs) There we go. Right, okay. Uh, Starring me, Nicola and Chris Fisher RPT and we have Kurt who is 3D online Uh, so we're really pleased to welcome Kurt and we shall be chatting to him for Maker Monday. So let me just let Let me just welcome everybody. Um,
3: Yeah good evening Kurt. Thank you very much for having me over. I've been looking forward to this. No no
1: it's our (laughs) pleasure. Uh, Yeah and I had a brilliant chat with Kurt at Maker Central this year. Uh, we're talking for ages, having a drink. So anyway, more of that later. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: So let's just say hello to Valerie Gilbert, Maple Tree Studios. Hello, everyone. Andy Pugh. Hello. Um, Christine and Christina Michael Heppelthwaite. Good evening. The Flaming Turner. Hello. Uh, Leona Fay. Hi, Ian's back. blog. Ooh. Yeah. So welcome everybody. Yeah, welcome
1: everybody. Uh. Yeah. Hi, Nicole.
2: Hi, Chris. And Bamba's down and Bam- here. Yeah, Bamba's down. He's finally settled down. He's been up and down the stairs uh, like a yo-yo, but he's finally settled down. So, Kurt, it's a pleasure to have you here. We've been having a nice chat for the past half hour. So there's quite a few things that uh, I think we shall revisit during our conversation. Indeed. So um, let's open Well, in with- fact,
1: can I just say, Kurt, tell everyone where you're from and where you're uh, your joining us
3: from. um so i'm from malta um this whoever doesn't know where malta is it's this tiny island in the middle of the mediterranean sea just south of sicily um but we're maltese people and yeah i mean i'm from the very sunny island of malta where it's usually summer every you know every day except today where it's pouring with rain
2: i've got a question go ahead people from malta what are they known as
3: what do you mean, Maltese? You mean, yeah, Maltese, Maltese. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You, you think, yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: sorry, forgive her, she, she, it's, it's okay. It's, we get that a lot. It's the favorite chocolate, funnily enough, Maltesers, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, no, in the Maltese, Maltese, okay.
2: okay. It is, it
1: is, a, it is a beautiful country. i sure lots of people that are going to listen to this or Alison have been, I've been. 1981 it is fascinating if you ever get the chance to go to malta and you love your history check it out it's only a three hour or something flight we were saying uh mm-hmm. so you know you can be there in no time take your cameras have a good walk around filled with mm-hmm. history and archaeology fascinating place uh, and like kurt says it rains uh very little there that's good apparently
3: yeah um it's usually yeah. Very warm. Yeah. And whoever comes to Malta is more than welcome to you know message and share a beer. Always welcome.
1: There you go, <laughs> lovely, lovely island. Anyway, that's the uh, that's the travel agent bit, done Okay. There you go.
2: So, Kurt, tell us first of all, why do you make?
3: Ah, uh, good question. Um, I think I make because I really get you know the enjoyment out of it. Most of the time, I mean, I do make stuff because I need. Things, um, but I think mostly nowadays I just make because it's fun. Uh, it's a way to relax after you know a week's worth of work sitting at a desk, mm-hmm. which is interesting in its own way. But um, you know, you miss working with your with your own two hands. So mm.
2: yeah. So what sorts of things are you making? Um, some yeah. Leather work that you've been doing, which is lovely.
3: Uh, yeah, recently it has been a lot of leather working, which is very therapeutic, I think. Um, but I do all sorts of things. I mean, I'm not exclusively uh, working on leather. I also work on wood. Um, I work with my 3D printer, which is right here. You can't see it in camera, but it's, you know, my like my little kid. Um, yeah. I have a 3D printer. I try to work with different materials. Um, but really, uh, recently it has been a lot of leather working. Mm-hmm. Uh, just satisfying to work with.
2: So what what got you into um working with leather?
3: Um I think the first thing that got me in working with leather probably was watching YouTube videos like Dark Horse Workshop. He's this Canadian guy known as Magnus. Um he makes brilliant stuff. Like it's crazy brilliant. Uh, anyone should go and watch him. It's, uh, he's amazing. Um but I've also watched some other youtube channels that uh, worked with leather like nerd forge' doing a lot of books um at one point mm-hmm. it's very interesting to watch book binding um I think those two were the most two prominent channels that got me into leather working to be honest but yeah. other than that it's it's the material itself I bought a small piece of leather to try it, to try it out I bought some cheap tools and I think it was the material itself that really made me you know fall in love with it cool.
0: oh it seems- I think mean, <laughs> Nicola's going to sneeze. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, she's not. <laughs> also, um,
1: love. uh yeah, and leather. It's uh, you know, it's a very, it's very uh, warm. It's got a great smell. Mm. You know, when you walk into uh, oh, you when you walk into a store and they sell you know leather coats or bags and wallets and things, it's an an amazing smell.
2: Uh, well, I, I was saying I've had a few travelers' notebooks made for me. Mm. Um, there's, you know, there's quite a big um, uh, following online, especially on Instagram, of people who are making these covers for travelers' notebooks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's quite a massive industry,
0: yeah.
2: um, and I've got a few of those. They're really nice, but there's something very, very tactile about leather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the idea with these is you sort of use them and um, let them age and. Get a few bashes every time you know you're using it, and it takes on um, a life of its own. I think that's what's nice about you know. Yeah. I
3: mean, leather is first of all a brilliant material to work with. Um, it's very durable, as you're saying, and it can really withstand a lot of beating. But it ages really well. I mean, um, as you're saying, and hitting it or sort of nicking it with you know with you know while while using it or stuff like that, it gives it character. Yeah. It's one of the few materials I think that aging looks nice on. I mean, you can have a nice piece of furniture, but at the end of the day, if it's going to get scratched, it's not going to give it, you know, an, a nice look, at least in my opinion. Um, yeah. But scratches on leather just make it look aged and worn, and there's a certain, you know, um, you know nice thing about it. Really. Yeah, it's- Leather in general is just a very nice material to work with. When when it's wet, it's very easy to mold and very easy to work with, to carve, to stamp. But then when it's dry, it's really tough and your band really holds its shape. So you you can be very versatile with what you do. Mm. Yeah.
2: So have you got a project on the go at the minute, a leather project?
3: Uh, I actually finished two um, last Saturday. Um, I'm about to start my next one. Um, uh, The last two projects that I made were a leather flask called the I have them on, on Instagram. Actually, I actually have it right here. Um a
0: look.
3: It, yeah. uh, you can't see the carving properly because of the camera, but um I last Saturday I finished making the stopper for it made out of walnut and cork. Yeah. So stopper is really nice. It holds water or liquor if that's your thing. Yeah. Um, it's for
2: so Inside that if you're going to put liquid in it. What? Mm-hmm. Is it something inside to hold the liquid, or is it just the leather, or how does that? Um, work?
3: Molten beeswax.
2: Oh, right. oh okay, right. right. Well, yeah,
3: so I'm I'm melted beeswax and a yeah. pot in a double boiler, of course, because otherwise it would I, I heard it will catch fire. Yeah. Um, rather not have that in my parents' kitchen, um, <laughs> but. Uh, so, yeah, molten beeswax and just pour it in and just sloshed it around to make sure that it is uh, sealed properly. And it also oh, helps to have a little bit of extra beeswax because then when you stop it, it makes a nice seal. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't spill oh, that, any water.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, simplicity, it's genius.
2: It is, yeah. Just, you know,
1: to melt some beeswax. And again, you're keeping it so natural and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, traditional, you know, I'm sure that's you know uh, that's been used before, but it looks lovely. It's, it's looks What
2: surreal. color is it? Is it is it blue? It looks blue on. No, a it's bit.
3: actually vegetable tan leather, which is usually tan, but then I dyed it black.
0: Okay. okay.
3: So it's all dyed black um after water forming and everything.
1: Right. Yeah. And uh, do you do you get any commissions, Kurt? Do you make uh, make things to order, or is it just really for your
3: I, I don't usually do that to be honest i did a couple of commissions for a few friends of mine um i have some i have a video um on one commission in particular and sometimes there'll probably be like props from a game or from a movie or something like that something i can 3d print or model. but i've also had a friend recently who's into these historical um not reenactments but like fighting uh, in a historical way with weapons and stuff like that who wants me to make some armor for him made out of leather we'll see how that pans out um on one hand i would like to have more commissions but on the other hand i know that um i really don't have time to properly commit to it so
0: yeah. i
3: can take these commissions from a friend because usually they'll tell me like a year in advance and they'll tell me this is for next year's comic con yeah. so i have like a whole year working towards it but i've had a few commissions in the past year.
2: Where, where do you get your leather from then? Do you get it locally?
3: Uh, it depends. Um, recently, I found out that there's like a local purveyor of leathers. Um, and he seems to have a good selection for what I need. But mostly I get like small pieces of Amazon, usually, or eBay. Yeah. I'm not very happy with the quality of leather that I buy from there because you never know where it's coming from properly. So it's not like you're buying from established retailers. Yeah. So I would like to get a proper supplier. But uh, it depends. I'm... Soon, running out of leather that I can work with, so my next purchase will probably be from this local supplier, and see what kind of things he has in stock. So, hopefully, I get a steady supply from there.
0: That's really cool.
3: So cool.
2: So, we talked a bit about Maker Central, um, and we've been to Maker Central twice. Um, Obviously, you know everybody's part of this amazing maker community. And I always ask, what has the maker community given you?
3: Um, several things, I would say. Um, first of all, confidence to, you know, make stuff and just share it with so others. Um, I'm I'm not particularly shy, beyond the camera, but when I'm in front of it, um, it's very difficult to, uh, for me to get into it. Um, but the maker community has been so supportive and. Uh, Sharing whatever we do is very well received with everyone. Um, and even if it if it looks like you know, like garbage, if it looks like trash, people you'll still find people who say, listen, that looks amazing, and but this is what you should do next time. Try this next time. And that mm. uh, supportive community is good. And secondly, I think it was um like this feeling of belonging. Um I've I've actually told this to a few makers in Maker Central and Everyone has their own workshop and everyone has their own niche. So as makers, we usually tend to work on our own. We, we don't get a lot of um, opportunity to collaborate maybe or work together as a team. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there are events like that or that there's this kind of community that makes you feel like you belong as part of it is is really good. Um, so I think that's that feeling of belonging I think is one of the most precious things that I got from the maker community. Mm.
2: So tell us about your Maker Central then. What, what's what been the highlight for you going to um, Maker Central?
3: Well, um, apart from meeting all the magnificent people from YouTube and even makers who do not have a YouTube channel um, or didn't have a YouTube channel yet, mm. I think the highlight of last May's Maker Central must have been uh, thanks to Molten Make. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he had his own um, brew. He made his own beer. He had like his own. I don't know if I'm going to spill any secrets here, but I think it's on his channel now anyway. Um, he had like this speakeasy in his room where oh, he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that a big, like liquor in
2: yeah. the hotel room? Yeah, It's a speakeasy. Yeah, it's like-
1: <laughs>
3: he had his own bar oh, and it was amazing. Thing. It was amazing. Um, he had a sign on on the bar and like put stickers on it and stuff like that it was really really good, um, but it was so much fun and I I think another highlight, um, I, I don't know if he's in the I don't know if he's in the chat but I I mentioned him before um Tony I call him Tony Spark instead of Tony stack but he's uh, Sparky he has his own YouTube channel and makes these really short videos they're really cute really good videos um but i met the guy and he's such a nice guy and his dream was to meet laura kampf so we made that happen and he was over the moon and that that was such a good thing i think thanks to ellen ellen Mayer from crafts with ellen because thanks to her um, through through her we managed to make the two meet and they i i I think they had a really nice and long chat
0: together
3: which was really good i think that's one
2: of the nice things about maker central it's meeting people that you admire online mm. and then you're able to have these conversations with them and um yeah i mean if it's someone you really admire it's pretty
1: special it's a lot of fun, and also you know because it's a truly you know uh global uh community
0: yeah you know the
1: makeup because of instagram and youtube and things like that you know p- p- you can feel uh, it's like uh, Kurt was saying, you know, you can feel safe and at home, you know, leaving your, your family and friends thousands of miles away. You know, coming to travel and you know that you, you're you going to have a great time you're with friends. And, you know, it's like, I've watched your videos for months and months and months. And I can't believe you're here. And we all get that sense of, I can't believe I'm talking to you. And, you know, and it, it just makes such a great experience for everybody and uh, we we had a we had a very long chat didn't we kurt, in, the, uh, in the hotel and you know it's just like i knew of kurt but i would never never spoke to him and never met him and it's like hi how are you doing chris and I, yeah it's great and yeah he, he had a he had a pint of beer in his hand then as well <laughs> so, uh but no it's like you talk to someone at maker central or someone from the maker community, you speak to them, and after one minute, you think I've known this guy for years. Mm-hmm. And talking, and it's just like it's it's one of the best best communities going anywhere,
2: mm-hmm. isn't it? That that guy, um, I can't remember what he's called. Spark is it three one five or three one six or? Uh, uh,
3: I know him. <laughs> so I always call him Tony Spark. We uh, yeah. he he
2: my eye talked to him was he had this i think it was an old bt uh two leather two pouch,
3: pouch. Um, yeah that's i've got photos of it because i want to make one for myself eventually
2: yeah mm-hmm. and i was uh, i mean i like anything sort of like that so mm-hmm. that was how i ended up having a chat with him
3: mm-hmm. yeah Which I mean, is- make- maker central was such an amazing experience really um Honestly, for me this year it was much less about the actual event and more about the after hours, like hanging yeah. out in the lobby, like speaking to yeah. other makers, getting to know them. Yeah. And I've got another story um, from this year, which was after Maker Central had finished. Um, this year, I was um, I was in contact with the Clagets um, from I like to make stuff, so I knew that they were going there. We were chatting a bit, and then. I don't know if I'm going to be revealing anything personal, but they had their flight delayed, so they they couldn't go home on Monday, they had to go home on Tuesday. That was there till Tuesday anyway, so Monday morning, we ended up sort of going around Birmingham, visited the library, it was such a cool experience, and it goes to show that, you know, how everyone is just you know, human behind the camera, it's like, hey, we look up to these people, and we look up to all these famous YouTubers, but at the end of the day, I mean, they're just like us. They've got their own interests, just like us. And it really, you know, emphasizes the human aspect of it all, because, you know, when you're watching someone behind the camera, it's easy to say, you know, yeah, that that guy's got it easy. Like that guy never has any problems or Mm. his projects always work out. Um, Mm. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all human. And it's just, you know, it was a very interesting experience for me.
2: I think that's why it works so well, because, um, you know, everybody, even though you know the likes of Jimmy DeResta, who you know we think he's amazing, he's just an ordinary bloke at the end of the day. And I mean, he said to us about you know being doing YouTube, it has its ups and downs, and mm. um, you know, just like anything else, and um, yeah, I think that's why it
1: works so well, though, because people are just just normal so, and so genuine yeah, as well, They're yeah, so genuine, and you know, everyone. Time to talk to someone that comes up, haven't they? You know, unless unless you know, it's like I I can I just have a word. Well, actually, I'm on stage in literally one minute, but mm-hmm. you know later, you know. But apart from that, and it's like Kurt just said, you know, for him, it was the the get together in the in the, the bar in the evening which was more important. It's that difficult during the day to really just stand and watch an exhibition because. You know, we can't do it because we're there. Uh, you know, all right. I want to show you this, Chris. You, are either halfway to the stand or you get there. And then someone goes, "Hey, hey, mate, how you doing?" And you're like, you just end up talking. It's like, yeah. So, in in a way, we we didn't really experience much of the no. event, did we? Yeah. I know I was doing I did sex demonstrations, but uh, in, in a way, I'm like you could. It was like. Uh, yeah, I've been working all day. I've not really had a chance to go around with Nicola and for Nicola to describe what's going on at every stand. And then you're thinking, oh, you're feeling a bit, oh, I've missed so much. But then you get in the lobby at night yeah. and we said that was more important for us this year yeah. to get into the hotel and hang out with our friends.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, the first year we kind of didn't understand that was going on, did we? Call it networking if you yeah. want to. Yeah. yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, we've all got youtube channels and we're, and we're doing it to inspire and motivate but to have a degree of success you know as well so in, in a way it's hanging out but you're also networking and you're doing social media so in a way it's not just you know uh five thousand makers trying to get blind drunk pun intended
3: <laughs>
1: uh so no it was very important that uh that after hours drinking yeah yeah,
3: yeah. I um the first year I made a lot of friends, in fact. And um if i I met Joe, Joe Kirchema in the first oh, yeah. Maker Central. He's a great guy. Love him. Yeah, yeah. Um I met him in the first Maker Central, and then last September we my girlfriend and I visited London and we met with him, went over to his place, had tea at his place, it was really good. Um so yeah, you end up making friends even oh, no, just I'm not ready. for the sake of YouTubing.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, a, a yeah,
2: great, yeah. great, uh, a great fan of three D printing as
3: well,
2: Joe. Yeah, 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 that's true. We'd have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, we kind of covered some of this, but is you know, of all the things that you make, is there anything in particular that you really love making?
3: Well, it, um, I get a lot of phases. Um, so, at the moment, it is leather. Because I find that at every step of the way, it's satisfying. When you cut it, you, you get certain satisfaction. When you carve it, and then you stamp it, and then maybe you need to wet mold it or something. Every, every step, is there's like gratification. But I try to do a lot of different things, um, like woodworking. I've had some pro- um, projects for woodworking. I built my own workbench, like many makers have done before. So um, I think that was one of my, like the third video I ever made. I think, mm-hmm. um, and I also have a three D printer as I mentioned. So I do a lot of three D printing stuff. Um, and recently, I've gotten a bit more into resin. I've done resin work before, mm-hmm. um, but I think I next year is going to be a bit more focused on resin. Like this year was really leather focused. Next mm-hmm. year is going to be a bit more resin. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe get get it out a bit more. Get like a pressure pot for it stuff like that. Yeah. Because there's also much you can do. Um, with limited tools and resin is a very, well, very expensive, but it's quite expensive to um, experiment with.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
3: mean, wood is usually much cheaper to experiment with. So if you get, the, if you mock something up, it's no big deal. You yeah. start over, Resin, is, yeah.
2: But you can do so much with resin.
0: It's
3: mm-hmm.
2: a project, I don't know if you've seen what um, Joe did. Um, I think he's put it on his, his YouTube channel. He uh, made this um, piece of resin with various things in it and he turned it with Chris. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, sort of the scope of what he could do with it, it was it was quite amazing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the highlights of using different materials is uh, sort of learning how they can interact and blend with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I find that I'm stuck in a mentality where... Um, If it's woodworking, I have to work with just wood. If it's 3D printing, I just have to work with 3D printing. But most of the time, the solution to a good project is like merging technologies and material together. For example, 3D print something, make a mold of it, cast out of resin. Like I did 3D printing and resin work, um, but the end product from a 3D printer wasn't the print itself. And so, yeah, the same can be done with wood and resin. Like these secret wood ornaments are really cool to see. Um, um, Yeah, but. It, this sort of the melding of the materials is very interesting to me, I think, and um, you can be very creative that way. Yeah,
2: yeah. Definitely. So, um, tell us something that the maker community doesn't know about you.
3: Um, well, um, I'm not quite sure because I think I I, I tend to chat a lot about myself. Um,
0: Everybody
3: says that, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, probably that I th- I'm a... Okay, I'm a gamer. Um, apart from being a maker, I, I enjoy playing video games when I have time nowadays, because there isn't much time. But I'm a huge fan of World of Warcraft. In fact, find oh, wow. behind me our collector's edition and like figures yeah. and stuff like that but recently here's a here's a new thing uh which i've mentioned before in my videos but i haven't really spoken about it properly Um uh, recently i went to poland and i spent four days there like four nights um living in this castle without technology it was live action role play where oh. yeah it was pretty amazing and i'm so hooked on it that i really can't wait about for next year for for me to go again so recently I've become a bit obsessed with LARPing, as they call it. Wow. Yeah. Well,
1: sort of like real
3: role-playing game. Yeah.
0: That's yeah, you
1: me.
3: basically become a character. They give you a character. I mean, you have a say on um, on what kind of character you want to be. This was inspired by the games and the books called The Witcher, by The Witcher universe. Um, so this very dark, grim, gothic kind yeah. of universe but it was really really amazing i met so many amazing people um the group i was with actually we're still chatting um nowadays um, a month later we're still chatting on facebook and there's such nice people um you get to know all kinds of people you know doing different kinds of things so yeah
0: that's like what they do in the big bang theory
3: well yeah it was just <laughs> well actually
1: as soon as as soon as kurt said the world of warcraft i was thinking that's
2: big bang yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i mean it's the. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just you know the whole gaming community. Uh, yeah, I mean Charlie, he's uh he plays a lot of uh, Siege, Rainbow Six Siege. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, I used to play with my brother.
1: Yeah, he's part of sort of like a gaming syndicate, and he's uh, flying one of one of their group who plays on their team. He's flying to the south of Ireland. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, in the second week of December, Mm -hmm. to go and hang out with some of his friends that he, you know, plays online gaming with, plays Siege with. So again, it's that tying, it's that community, it's that, you know, uh, friendships are formed, and you know, you know, uh, hopefully these friendships can last for many, many years, you know, Mm -hmm. if if not forever. So, but you know, you've got here absolutely chomping at the bit to get back to Poland to get (laughs) yeah.
2: That's, that does
1: that sound, would sound incredible. incredible. Absolutely
3: incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In That's fact, in, yeah. In fact, the things that I made out of leather. Actually, I have them, I have the the drawstring pouch that I did and uh, the cost the flask. I made them for some people that I met there, and I have a lot more projects that I want to do for people that I met there because I don't I don't know if uh, well I think everyone knows about them like um, Adam Savages ten uh, mm. commandments for making. Mm.
1: Ever heard of them? Yeah, I've, I've listened to
3: Adam tested channel. Yeah, uh, one of them is make for others. So I'm only too happy to oblige. anyway. that's nice. Yeah. yeah. No.
1: Yeah. No. Well, that's an amazing channel. You can learn a lot from there. Uh...
2: So when you when you go to this castle, do you have to kind of know the backstory? Because you said, it was based around a book.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, it's based on several books and several games, um, video games. But uh, obviously having an idea would just help you blend them better. But there were so many people who have never, who had never heard about it before and were okay. there for the very first time um, role-playing even. Even for me, it was my first time live-action role-playing. Okay. Um, and the team who organizes it was so professional, so good. And the actors as part of the story, because there are actors as part of the story and the story, so they drive the story forward. And yeah. They were amazing. I cannot. I cannot even describe how how good they were. That's just out of this world. Um, but uh, no, you don't need any prior background before that. You just go in and you just blend it right in. You forget that your name is Kurt and you forget that you're from Malta. You just become this character who's wielding a foam sword and whacking people with it. So <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Found that
0: amazing. That's cool.
2: So um, tell everybody where they can find you online.
3: Okay, so um, I have a YouTube channel, Borg3D, or Borg3D, as it's more commonly known. Um, I have an Instagram page by the same name and a Facebook page by the same name. Um, I post, um, usually most of my projects are posted on Instagram and Facebook because they sort of sync each other up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: Yeah, most, you'll find a lot more posts on on Instagram. But recently I've taken, not, not I've taken a break, but I've had a bit of a burnout on YouTube. Um, like, as I was telling Nicola before we started, uh, I hate editing videos. Okay. It's a chore. So yeah. I'm stuck on this video. Actually, I'm stuck on on that Nerf rifle over there that I was modifying. And it, I, I think I've been on it for four weeks now. Just I can't get it done. Yeah. But once that is done, um, hopefully I can get started a bit more on a, bit, a couple more YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube and Instagram are mostly where um, where you find me online, so...
2: Cool. that's cool that's really cool well it's been fab having you on um as we always say you're very welcome to stay with us throughout the rest of the podcast um or if you need to go that's fine oh, uh,
3: cool. sure okay i okay. can stay
2: cool awesome. um that'll be lovely chipping when you like but thank you very much for being part of our maker monday today it's been really interesting having you on and Especially because you do something that I don't think anybody's come on and said they do leather making, have they? No, is a lot of them are wood turners, or they're doing things with wood. Is
1: is the first you're, you're the first leather crafter? Yeah, and the whole you know the role playing and yeah, the, and, the, cool. and the <laughs> larping. That I mean, I would if someone offered me that opportunity, you know, and saying, look, we, we, you can come. It doesn't matter that you're blind.
2: that would be called larping.
1: Yeah yeah blind role play blurping
3: um first of all thank you for having me but also on this note that you're saying um this is a very i found it very similar to the community of makers where everyone's just so inclusive Mm -hmm. so i can tell you with confidence if you ever if you ever want to larp, i'm pretty sure that um being blind is not a problem yeah yeah i mean you 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 get involved in the story
1: yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get involved in the story, and I'm very keen to uh, get get those books on audiobook as well if they're out there. I'm that, sure they are. That you're saying it's dark and gothic, and obviously, you know, uh, sorcery. I'm guessing and fantasy. Yeah. You know, that's you know, I love that sort of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, but yeah, it's been it's wonderful speaking to you again, Kurt, and you know, it's great to have uh, another Maltese friend in my <laughs> life. Because I grew up with some uh, some uh, kids that, whose parents were Maltese, uh, so yeah, f- very fun memories of Malta, Maltese families, and yeah, you're awesome, man. So thank you so much, and uh, hang around and go and get a beer. Cheers. <laughs> uh, thank you. Cheers, Kurt. Well, so then. Well, yeah, yeah, Malta. It's an amazing place.
2: I do think they should be called Maltese, though.
1: Oh. Wow. No, no. We, you know, let's have a bit of respect. Yes. Um
2: Somebody has asked uh, Nicola: Is Chris going to be at Maker Central 2020?
1: If if it's happening, we'll be there.
2: Yeah. That's. We don't know the dates yet, though, do we? No.
1: If it if it if if Nick and his team put it on, we're there. Uh, that's. It's that simple. A, a question to answer, isn't it? Yeah. With Uh, And Kurt will be there as well. So, so if it happens, whether or not they ask me to do anything, that's who knows. But, you know, we'll be there. If we're there, just as, you know, drooling, (laughs) oh, I can't believe I'm talking to him again. You know, even if we're there, just drooling fans, uh, we're there. So, I hope that's answered it, because, yeah, we're there. I'm already there.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So um, anyway, we didn't have a podcast last week, um,
1: so we I was, missed a week. I was I was off colour, and uh, I had a sinus infection. And uh, I was saying to Kurt that I take high strength vitamin C every day, and I have done for a couple of years. Yeah. So I generally have for a couple of years escaped a very bad cold or the flu, uh, but I did get a sinus infection. Uh, so I was feeling uh, light-headed and dizzy, and I had, you know, the, the, the blockage, you know, behind the forehead, and uh, yeah, I wasn't feeling great. I certainly wasn't in in uh, the mood for, you know.
0: Well, you uh, weren't
1: really good on Monday, were you? No. So I apologise. It's it's not like me to really be sick like that.
0: Yeah.
1: And those high strength vitamin C really do work. Mm. Uh, so I was saying to people, imagine how ropey I would have been if I hadn't been taking the yeah. vitamin C. Mm. But, yeah, I uh, Nicola went out and got me some Sudafed. So I took them for a week. Uh, the Vicks Vapour Rub mm. never fails. Yeah, Some hot toddies. Uh, and, yeah, I'm back to normal now, to be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
2: well, it was only us last week. We didn't miss um, a guest. No. It was just uh, no. us
0: last week. So, no.
2: so um, we've got a couple of weeks to catch up on then. So we had... Uh, Wayne and Henry were here.
1: Yeah, uh, well, on the on the podcast, they did something like just popping, didn't yeah. they? Uh, yeah. Yeah, my, my older brother, Wayne, was here and his son, Henry. Uh, so, yeah, my, my older brother is older by 18 months. He's an architect uh, and a uh, very clever guy, but, you know, he's still after as ever, <laughs> bless him. Uh, and he's an, an associate partner at a, a architecture practice in Hereford near Ross and where they live. So yeah, he's I mean he knows his stuff. Mm. Uh, obviously, since he left uh, building college and university, that's all he's ever done. Uh, so he's sort of like he's a, a, he he leads project now, projects mm. now but he still does get time to draw. Uh, and oh, have you got that little? He, he drew a picture of a. I, he, he was a really talented artist, but still is. Uh, so I said to him, have you still got it? So I gave him a piece of paper and a pen.
3: Mm-hmm. Whoa, this is amazing.
1: And he, he drew that in about three minutes.
2: He copied that. You're we are joking. On nope. the table. Um, so he copied the bird on the
1: coaster. Just with a biro on a notepad. Yeah. So I said... I said, uh, I've been telling Nicola how an amazing artist you are. I said, can you still draw? Because obviously being an architect, it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: very technical, but he was a very gifted artist. So he said, oh, I don't know. Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> so anyway, he drew a little bird in about three minutes for Nicola. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he can still draw. <laughs> Wish I could see it, actually.
2: Yeah. So uh, I've, I've just got that on my desk.
1: Yeah. So Warren yeah, Henry, uh, who's nine, he's a he's a clever little lad, so yeah, it was great having yeah here.
2: and we went to Blackpool, didn't we one day?
1: yeah, Blackpool, yeah, so we took Henry in the arcades,
2: yeah, oh, that was funny, wasn't it yeah. oh we we did um you know, when you stick all the two peas in,'
1: is that like the two penny waterfall sort of thing yeah, yeah, couldn't get nicola off <laughs> <laughs> him she discovered a new addiction, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: You, you
2: have to keep doing it until you get something and the, they have these the cards, tickets the
3: tickets. The tickets
2: for churning out and then they have these cards they everyone knows the, tickets everyone
3: somewhere. knows the
1: story you know you end up spending 30 quid thousand <laughs> tickets and that we entitles. i spend about three quid <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I'm just, you know, it's you spend a fortune, you get a thousand tickets, and when you go to exchange your tickets for a gift, you end just up with get a, a bit of tat. A, yeah, a bloody pencil with a rubber <laughs> on it. Like oh. it cost me thirty pounds. It's a right scam, but we would have a lot of fun. So Nicola's telling me when to drop my coin. Yeah. So
2: well, we did then together, didn't we? Yeah. So you were yeah. on
1: one side, I was on the other. Yes. Yeah, so and Nicholas saying, "Now, so I'm letting go of the coin." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We won. We won a Few tickets, so we went there and we had fish and chips and had a walk around, and yeah, a bit of street art. Uh, so with that, uh, what else has happened?
2: Um, you had a class on the Saturday,
1: oh, yes, yes. I didn't know we were going to get to that part so fast, yes. Anyway, uh, Valerie. Uh, she's still there i
2: believe she she was in the chat earlier so i believe she's still around yeah
1: yes i had a student uh last not saturday just gone the one before uh valerie who's uh a wheelchair user so uh she's got a disability and she wanted to have a lesson with a professional wood turner for quite a while uh valerie and her husband wayne the both uh, wood turners, but Valerie has only really used carbide, so she wanted a day uh, learning traditional tool techniques and bevel contact and roughing out safely. And you know, we're uh, doing fiddle turning really in the morning, and it was an absolute pleasure to have Valerie. And she she listened so well to the instruction, and she was loving it. And the quality of her work, uh, considering it was the first time she'd ever. You know, held a roughing gouge or a spindle gouge. Literally, you know, if if they were pieces that she was going to, you know, do for for a commission, or hardly any sanding was needed. Obviously, I'd I'd, uh, sharpened the tools before she arrived, so they were very sharp. Uh, But yeah, she did amazingly well. Uh, No catches, no scary moments. Uh, A couple of moments just where, you know, the, the the tool was skating across. Uh, but you know, no catches. So we started doing beads and coves and getting them gradually smaller. And then she was able to do very thin beads of only you know a millimeter or two wide, with great control and finesse. Uh, she's been turning a lot of Christmas trees.
2: Yeah, she's done a Christmas tree this past week.
1: Yeah, and really
2: nice. I think it's about ten ten inches tall. It's quite a big. Is one. it a
1: Spalted one? Um, I was exposed something but anyway Valerie did she did amazingly well and you know uh, obviously I I, I can't see what she's doing but I can hear everything she's doing and you know she was sat on her she brought her perch stool uh, so we were making sure that every 10-15 minutes she had a rest because she was in a bit of pain then and uh, no the day went really well it was epic she learned so much she had a great time uh and apparently, you know, she's she's you can't get her off the lane now and
2: Well she says she's going to buy a gouge at Harrogate. Yeah. and um, it was a spotted beach Christmas tree. Mm. Um and it looks about ten inches tall. Wow. Right, okay. And it's got string, you know, in and out bits. Mm. Yeah, so, I
3: think that was on your Instagram, right? I think
1: you shared yeah. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, she, she did she did so well. Uh and she should be very proud of her and newfound skill. So yeah, you just keep keep doing what you're doing, Valerie, having fun, being safe and putting the hours in.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh you know, you know what to do now, just progress and uh, no, it was brilliant. It was a really good day. And obviously Wayne was here and he went off and left her to it so yeah. he wasn't, you know, distracting or anything. So no, it was a really cool day. Uh so she knows she knows what to do now with traditional tools. Yeah. So that was cool. Job done. Success.
2: Yeah. You did an RNIB interview.
1: Yes, RNIB, the Royal National Institute for the Blind. So the lady that interviewed me was called Emma, who's blind. and She works for the RNIB and she was assisted at their end of the RNIB offices. Uh, she was assisted by her support worker, Matt, who I think had been working for her for about three weeks. All right. Uh, so it was a new partnership. Uh, a new team and he's loving it and you know he's, he's you know absolutely amazed by you know uh, his job and being around visually impaired people mm-hmm. and what they're able to do so yeah it was a you know an interview uh, sort of like uh, R&IB stories uh, you know how I, how I lost my sight what made me lose my sight the anxiety the period of readjustment and rehabilitation and being sick with it and learning to turn and youtube so that was a really cool interview and i enjoyed that yeah they were a nice team there at the rnib and mm. help support you know there's a few great organizations out there that support the blind you have got the Royal national institute for the blind henshaw society yeah. uh galloways there's quite a few very big charities in the uk for people living with sight loss mm. uh so that was very good um
2: And then we went to Derbyshire on Thursday. And we've had
1: Henshaws here doing another story.
2: Oh, yeah, that was while Wayne and Henry were here. i about that. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, Henshaws, Sighted for the
1: Blind, came around and did another story. Uh, But that was not really about me and the workshop. It was, sorry, it wasn't so much about Chris Fisher, the Woodson. It was more about Chris Fisher, the blind person. Right. Uh, so uh, yeah, so I've done two interviews yeah, actually, yeah. in the past yeah. two weeks, and they're, they're they're very interesting and fun to do, and I don't mind sharing my story, even even the very dark parts of it. Uh, there's another blind joke. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's but you know if it gives hope to people that are going through sight loss, you know it's worth worth doing it a thousand times mm. just so people know, you know they don't have to give up, and there's people there to help them, friends, family, and uh, professional bodies?
2: Well, we went um, we went to Derbyshire as well, didn't we? Um, because we had an event on in the evening. But um, it was last Thursday and it was absolutely throwing it down. And we got to um, the place where this event was on and we went in the pub um, for a drink. But before we went in, I could hear... The, I don't know, the stream, the river, whatever this waterway was, and it was absolutely just rushing by mm-hmm. the uh, breach the banks. Yeah. It, it was the, I don't know what it was, call, let's call it a river. Um, it was sort of right up to the buildings. So outside the buildings was like um, a flagged path Um, But the water was just kept going over the path. So it was about three inches below the bottom of the door. But I was just fascinated by it because I'd never seen water moving that fast. And it was just absolutely whizzing. It it was. It was just amazing. So before we went in, I went and had a look at it. And then after the evening, I went to have another look at it. Mm-hmm. And it was just sort of going over this path, and
0: I, I, I don't know whether they got down.
2: flooded, but in in a way, and I know you know lots of people were flooded. It was quite impressive watching this water, mm. the power of it and the speed. It was
1: just it and was weird. quite awesome. And, and we're going obviously our house is up sale, we're moving to Derbyshire, <laughs> you know. So uh, stay tuned, folks, for a new channel coming. Uh, the blind frogman. Uh, <laughs> blind kayaker or something something uh, related to drowning, anyway. Yeah. Well, if anyone wants to buy me something for Christmas, I'll have a dry
3: suit, please. <laughs> Maybe they can make a commute and build you one of those old, you know, scuba diving suits with the big brass dome head.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would look good with that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they uh, went through quite a few flooded roads. Yeah, you know, yeah, we did.
2: Yeah, it was really bad and mm. um I know somebody whose house was nearly flooded as well. Um so yeah, mm. it was really serious, but it was quite a sight to behold as well.
1: Well, this is you know, this is I think you've got, Wow, look at that, that's amazing. I know, and they're gone I know, I know. swept away. Yeah. I was quite a way away from it. Yeah, well, I was on the other side of that <laughs> car park. You weren't getting me near that.
2: So anyway, that evening we um, we were talking about this new podcast, The Rediscovery of Me, that you were episode one of.
1: Yeah, I was the uh, guest for episode one, The Rediscovery of Me, you. Yeah. Uh, and it's all about people that have gone through... Uh, life-changing transitions and come out the other side for whatever yeah. reason yeah uh so we you and I were guest speakers yeah at the launch party for Holly Hartley yeah who's doing the podcast a a uh, award-winning teacher that's uh her foundation is in geography mm. uh but she's
2: been a head teacher hasn't yeah she? she's
1: been uh, an award-winning uh principal headmistress whatever you want to call mm. it uh and she's Uh, Turned, you know, quite poor, failing schools completely around, and made them, you know, into, you know, you know, really, really fine schools. Uh, So, yeah, she'd asked me to. So Mm. we were there with a few other uh, podcast uh, guests. Yeah, Uh, there was the uh, what was Hazel, who's who's a amputee after a motorcycle accident, and now she's. Uh, number five in the world, Paralympic archer. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, some some guy cut her up on a motorcycle. She's doing just under 70 miles an hour. Flew into the central reservation on the motorway. Uh, one leg was uh, amputated
0: yeah. below
1: the knee. Mm. And then the other one, because so I had, like a fear, she had
0: a fear, looks right. like a shark's
1: mauled it. So she very nearly lost both legs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she's a Paralympic archer. Yeah.
0: Uh
1: and there was Chris who's the uh is into food now. Mm. Uh feasts for friends, I think he mm. was uh so that was a, a very interesting evening. So we got up and spoke about, you know, how we got into podcasting and yeah. how it's helped us. We spoke us.
2: about this podcast. Yeah, we? of course
1: we did. <laughs> yeah. Uh and you know, you gave your technical uh, <laughs> uh, Nicholas just <laughs> kicked me under the table here for some strange reason. <laughs>
0: i I just moved my leg
1: so uh yeah you were telling people about the technical side and you know really what if you know what you're doing you know how how simple it can be to get up and running
2: yeah yeah i think there's there's lots of different ways of doing podcasts and some of it can be quite expensive Mm. but um i mean the way we do it it this doesn't cost anything um so it's yeah I, i just find it quite interesting how how there can be so many different approaches with technology. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we keep it quite simple doing this one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it yeah. Good.
2: But, you know, it works. It does it. and mm. um, Well, you're so. enjoying
1: this new, what's it called? The, uh, the app or whatever. You, Anchor. Okay. You no. Know, this that we're doing. Oh, StreamYard. Oh, StreamYard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, quite good,
2: yeah it's, it seems to be really fine. Um again this is free. You have a little logo in the top right hand corner powered by StreamYard. But
0: yeah.
2: um, you know, if you're listening to this on um a, as an audio
0: podcast, nice and clear, isn't it? it to to yeah, it doesn't yeah. really matter.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, so yeah, it was it was a good night.
3: Yeah. Um Yeah, can I can I just say that how it's really inspiring to see people like that who go through these hardships and instead of letting that hard to define them, they just, you know, they become, yeah. you know, even better than than, than they, like mm. maybe they were before. But it's, like, it's inspiring to hear of an amputee who becomes, like, the fifth Olympic, you know, fifth yeah. Olympic archer, or, like, people like you, Chris, for example, who go blind and do wood turning, and what you do is amazing. So um, I think I think for a lot of people that, you know, people like you are very, you know, they inspire us to be better.
0: Mm. Because yeah. it's
3: very easy for us to get sort of, You know all caught up in our daily lives and say like have a bad day and it's like the end of the world but you get to realize that's you know Mm. you can always be so much better than you are already so and people like you really inspire that kind of mentality i think so well thanks for saying
1: um, we do appreciate that and it's like i've said to people you know people might say "Oh, we're having a bad day because the car broke down or the kids are sick you know just stick with it you know and uh In the scheme of things, it's not a bad day. It's been a challenging day and it might have been, you know, you might have got a bit uh, angry at someone and things like that. But, you know, uh, it's not a bad day. I can tell you what a bad day is like. (laughs) And funnily enough, Hazel, the lady that lost her leg, and is now, you know, this amazing medal-winning Paralympian, she doesn't want her leg back either. You know, I've said I don't want my eyesight back. She said, I'm exactly the same. She said, I don't want my leg back. It's who I am now. I've been through hell and high water to get to where I am. It's it's defined who I am and it's mm. who I was meant to be. Mm. Exactly the same as what I've mm. said time and time and time again. We go through so much to get to where we are. You know, she doesn't want her leg back. She's quite happy now. Quite happy. So, yeah, that was interesting when she told me that. But, yeah, I know Kurt's right, you know. But we've
2: said so many times that, you know, I think obviously I'm not in the same position as you. I don't know. I'm not lived through something like that. But we said you've got a choice. You either suck it up and get on with it or you sit in the chair rocking. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, from the people that we've met who have gone through something like Hazel Mm -hmm. and you, the reason why they get on and go and do amazing things because they've made that decision, just to suck it up and get on with it. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think you know, there's at some point there's a choice that you make.
1: Yeah, and you know, the, the the road to getting to where I am has been very difficult. Mm. And you know, I have, you know, all them years of feeling sick and you know, dare I say, it's suicidal the whole time. You know. It's, it's taken many, many years of really, really, really hard work to get to, you know, what I'm doing now. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's testament to, you know, and, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, sort of like a, a light of hope for others that are going mm-hmm. through traumatic times. Uh, you know, don't give up, even though you might think I've got no other choice but to give up. No, you have got choices,
0: you mm-hmm. know.
1: Uh, Talk to your friends. You know, find someone to confide in. You know, and don't do it on your own. Talk to someone. Get help. You know, don't do it on your own. It's when people think that there's there's no way out that you know they they just continue to get you know uh, even more uh, distressed by it all. Mm -hmm. But it's easy. That's easy said. Now I've gone through it all. But at the time, it's like you you do feel like you know this is this is something that i can't i can't win mm. but you do
2: mm. i think the good thing about the um podcast you did with holly as well um it was about it's about an hour long it's really well worth listening to but she really picked up on the challenges that you went through mm. she wasn't sort of pussyfooting around and she asked you the hard questions mm. and that's why I thought it was really good. Because obviously I've heard your story lots and lots of times and we've talked about stuff. Mm. But, you know, it's still, there were, there were still things that just make you go, oof, you know, that you said. Mm. And to me, that is a job well done.
0: Yeah,
2: It's like that BBC one where you say, I don't want my eyesight back. That was another one where she really, shera got to the heart of it Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's what makes the difference that's what makes it so much more um, interesting is not the right word but um,
1: compelling to listen Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. yeah definitely Mm -hmm. there's there's times I mean even just in day-to-day life you know I can be you know uh, dropping things and smashing things and not finding things but you know I can be stood I could be sat next to Nicola now and we're here talking and obviously I can't see her at all. And Nicola could reach out a hand to put a hand on my my arm and it'll make me jump out of my skin because you can't (laughs) get her arm moving. And you know, for a second, you're bloody terrified. And it (laughs) happened a lot. Nicola could be right next to me. So she'll go and I go, Bloody hell. And people think, Yeah, it's you know, it is funny and it makes her laugh. But you know, it's really weird. And being blind, I do live in a yeah. different world. The blind do That's live true. in a different world. And you know, Nicola can just quite, you know, arbitrarily, you know, nothing meant by it, go to touch me. And I'm bloody terrified. Mm. And you're like flipping that and you go, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's really, you know, it's just oh,
3: Yeah, it's, I, I think it's has I, I think it's a very important point. sorry um i think you touched on a very important point about support that nowadays i mean there's a support structure for everyone so it's very important that if you're going through hardships there's always someone that can help so i think that's very important for people to realize because i think when you're you know when you're in the thick of it um it always feels like you're alone um Uh no one really is alone really and truly i mean i i work in a healthcare sector i work in a pharmaceutical company but you get to hear all kinds of stories and like 75 percent of the people that would go and visit a pharmacy or a doctor are just at the end of the day they just need like social contact or like someone to speak to rather than actual being you know sick. And it goes to show how many people are you know afflicted by by this feeling that they're isolated and mm-hmm. i can imagine with going through such hardships how much more that you know isolation feeling can be so mm-hmm. yeah i mean their support's for everyone and it's very important i think for people yeah. to realize that
1: oh yeah you're right you're so right Kurt. no one has to be alone these days yeah uh and yeah if i mean this isn't anyway you know a you know a helpline or like you know whatever but yeah anyone that listening if, if you're going through a bad time or, yeah. or you're yet to go through a bad time and it's just not happened yet remember these words don't do it alone that's all I'm going to say about that. Mm. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, is there anything else? Harrogate. Yeah, okay. Um, before that, I'm just going to say, we're watching John Wick 3.
1: Oh, yeah. I do like John Wick films. Yeah, Nicola likes a bit of gratuitous violence. Uh, London has fallen, London has fallen, John Wick. Uh, but, yeah, I am. Yeah, you try, I mean, I love Keanu Reeves and you know, but John Wick 3 has just come on Netflix. Yeah, it's there's a
2: few bits that. Were, oh, not Netflix. We've had to we, rent it on yeah. Prime, Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sorry. Uh, we've just got 30 minutes left,
1: is that? Yeah, and then uh, I've just noticed that uh, Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee's come on Netflix. So I said to Nicola, oh, you like a good punch-up? She's never seen Bruce Lee, <laughs> Enter the Dragon. So I said, you like a good punch-up? watch Bruce Lee? Give someone a <laughs> good punch-up? <laughs> yeah.
2: I used to do kickboxing, you see. So
1: I'm
2: always, you know, if there's any kickboxing or bits of boxing, martial arts, I always like that.
1: Yeah, that's why I do what I'm told, you see, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Chris, get that, um, get that made, shoot that video, Chris, do that Instagram post. Oh yeah, I've learned how to do Instagram this week. Yeah, yeah. So. Pretty much a lot of the Instagram posts that will be coming from now on. Uh, that's me screwing them up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I've changed Chris's bio because it used to say
1: post by by
2: me, but now it says some posts by me.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I've
2: done
1: a couple of... Uh, that's my
2: get-out
1: so Yeah, I've done a couple of Instagram and I did one today, preparing the wood blanks by yeah. Harrogate.
2: You're going to do an IGTV, aren't you?
1: Yeah, Nicholas t- trained me up on how to do... uh IG, oh yeah my phone goes because <laughs> it's IGTV and obviously Siri's trying to read everything out, you said yeah touch that icon at the top right hand of the screen and it went iffy <laughs> <laughs> so anyway I know now that I've got to touch the screen and, put it there, <laughs> and then I can do uh, uh, an Instagram live, yeah. so yeah I know how to do that I've got to record it first then go in and then you add the video to yeah. it.
2: well it's not an Instagram live
1: though is that not? No Oh, I see. <laughs> it's so complex imitated. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing half the time, but it's good fun trying to mess it up.
0: Yeah,
2: we'll have to do um, an Instagram Live, though, and see if your phone will read out comments.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got a new phone.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've upgraded now to... Uh, I had an iPhone 5 uh, since it came out until two weeks ago, and then it, uh, it really maxed out on all its... Uh, Software updates and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, up, up, yeah was updates, So yeah, yeah, it's basically reached its obsolescent yeah. uh, time of its life. So I've been and got uh, an iPhone eight. Woo! <laughs> With fifteen gig. Yeah. <laughs> of data. Check it out. Christmas. <laughs> Woodturner comes literally screaming in at the twenty first century. I mean, the iPhone 8's only been out three years, and I've just got one. <laughs> <laughs> my finger on the pulse of technology. Be afraid, folks. But it is
2: I mean, it, it is, is an good. amazing phone. I did the iPhone,
0: 8. It
1: is I mean for me it's absolutely <laughs> chuffing jeans. And I can you don't have to have it plugged in to tell Siri to do stuff. So I can just be, be in the workshop turning and I can just say hey Siri, read that notification out. You know, all our phones are going up here <laughs> to <be> there There <laughs> you
3: go. <laughs>
1: so anyway, <laughs> Twitter. proof of concept Ooh.
3: yeah I, I i've recently been doing a similar thing i got an apple watch recently um not wearing it but i got an apple watch and at work whenever i get a phone call i always um reply i always get it on my phone so i'm like a power ranger getting a communication from, from <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: this is it. science mm. fiction is it's him. yeah oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah especially you know you being been into tech uh, and Nikola as well and it's like sci-fi i guess you're into sci-fi films as well eh?
3: yes um well yeah whenever i have time i'm not a huge movie buff but yeah. i watch the standard star wars star trek um, marvel yeah. you know
1: yeah uh, now at work hold on i've got a call <laughs> yeah it's cool but, uh, yeah iphone that's uh they're very good for the blind as well but yeah, yeah. Uh, I. Yeah, I've just upgraded to a new phone. So I'm very happy yeah. with it.
2: But the data, the amount of data
1: you've got, that's really good. Which is going to come in handy when we're, like, at Harrogate this weekend. I've got a lot more data on my phone yeah. than Nicola. Nicola's just bought a new iPhone 11. Yeah, I've only got five on mine. Peasant. I uh, know. <laughs> probably. I've honestly, probably not got much Honestly, you yeah, only got five gig. So <laughs> well, Nicola's going to be using my phone at Harrogate.
2: Yeah, uh, I've
1: got 4.37 gig
3: left. So, yeah, <laughs> think of all the Instagram posts.
1: This I know <laughs> that's what we're this thinking, so we can use some data. But yeah, it'd be really good that. Uh, and yeah, anyway, Harrogate, are we on? Oh, to yeah,
2: Harrogate, yeah, Harrogate. Go on, yeah. So,
1: I've been in the workshop today preparing some blanks, uh, a couple of bowl blanks. I've got them onto face plates. Uh, I did an Instagram post about that. Mm. So uh, that and I've got a couple good of, picture. Good picture. Mm. A couple of uh, spindle blanks and a big spindle blanks as well, they're about four inch square. Uh, so I'll be taking them. So Harrogate, we go on Thursday because we have to set up on the Tormac stand.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so we're there with Clive and Megan, uh, who are part of Brymark, mm. which is part of Axminster. And Brian Mark imports Tarmac into the country and Proxon. So they got in touch with Tarmac and Pontus, who's a Swedish uh, Tarmac expert who goes around the world demonstrating Tarmac. So, yeah, I'm on there for three days with Tarmac, doing a bit of turning, a bit of sharpening. Although we have got uh, predetermined sharpening demonstrations by me. So, you know, I'll be doing a bit of touching up first and then I'll do some turning and then I'll do some touching up later on in Mm -hmm. the day. So there is sort like a set time that people can come and see me use the tarmac and the jigs. And then obviously Clive, Megan and Pontus are there to take any technical questions, you know, do any sales that Mm -hmm. they need to. So it's going to be really cool. Uh, And hanging out with all our friends. Yeah. So that's this weekend. Yeah. Friday, Saturday and Sunday. North of England showground, Harrogate. Mm. Should be a giggle.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm going to be absolutely knackered. <laughs> It'll be a giggle. It'll be fun while I'm there and then, you know, as as is the norm, my head will fall off about Tuesday. Yeah. Mm. And then just sort of like quickly jumping ahead on the 4th of... Di- oh, yeah, then we've got uh, Axminster Tools and Machinery Store Devon
0: Yeah.
1: in a week or so, after Harrogate. Uh, and then... My mum and dad that live in Cyprus, they're coming back permanently. Fourth of December, they land. Mm -hmm. Yeah, be afraid. (laughs) Yeah, so my mum's an absolute nut job in the 70s now, mid-70s. So, uh, yeah, my mum and my stepdad. My stepdad's had skin cancer in the past couple of years, uh, and he's had quite a few tumours and skin grafts, but none of it had spread, and it isn't terminal, but he's got to get out of the sun. Yeah, so they're coming back to uh, safer weather. That's safe. He's not going to die of cancer, but you might get drowned.
2: <laughs> um, people talking about John Wick. AH Bespoke says John Wick is the best ever. Yeah. Um, blue Light turned creating shaving since 2016. I've yeah. never
1: seen it. Oh, you need to, Scott. Um,
2: and AH Bespoke says he's a hardcore hit man. Yeah. He is extremely
1: hardcore. Yeah, it's like you know, it's it's uh, a lot of fun. I mean, it's like it must be in the Guinness Book of Records for the most people getting killed oh, in yeah. any two They're hour just film. Just
2: popping them off, aren't but they?
1: he's pretty much invincible, Keanu Reeves, mm. and he's like he's nicknamed the bogeyman. Man. Mm. Uh, and yeah, you cannot take him out. Uh, whoever comes at him, you're dead.
0: Yeah. It's one of
1: those films,
0: but it's
2: kind of. Um, it's also a bit quirky as well you know all the the bit where they go in the hotel and you can't um kill anybody oh, there's,
1: there's there's an etiquette
2: yeah all the the etiquette there's sort of a bit of culture around it and... well they're
1: trying they're, they're very sophisticated <laughs> assassins aren't they you know and they've got safe houses all over the world and they can go down and get a new suit lined with kevlar and yeah uh, you know they can get a, a, a cache of weapons and yeah, it's really, they're a lot of fun, and it's great me being blind, just sat there listening to, you know, all this automatic gunfire, you know, and you just hear And it's just like that, two so hours, but it, you, you love them,
2: yeah. and we are. There was just one bit that made me go, ooh. Oh, with
1: someone getting stabbed in the eye?
2: Well, yeah, two bits then. Yeah, the eye was a bit mm. vivid, um, but also his finger.
1: Oh, yeah. Anyway, spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if you've not watched the John Wick trilogy, check them out. They're amazing, amazing action films. Yeah. And even though he's uh, sort of like a hitman assassin, he's sort of like an anti hero and you're rooting for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's sort of like the best of the best when it comes to hitmen. Yeah. Even the police say, all right, Johnny, you're working tonight. <laughs> so uh, even the police give him a wide berth. Yeah. Epic.
2: So, um, Gate crasher. Is there anybody out there who would like to gate crash? Now, um, anybody who's not gate crashed before.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'd we'd, we'd uh open the gates for someone to crash that hasn't crashed the gates before. Yeah, so come on, people.
2: <laughs> it always goes very quiet at this yeah, point. Yeah,
1: come on, someone come on and say hello to Kurt. Come on. <laughs> In the uh
2: who's volunteering.
1: <laughs> yeah, come say hello to Kurt. Come on. I think they've all gone home. Oh come on, folks. <laughs>
2: well, I can see there's 15 people watching here. Um so there must be one of you that
1: would like to gate crash who's not gate crashed before. Come on, it's very simple. You just you say you'll do it. Nicola will send you the link, uh a couple of quick clicks, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, and, and you're here and nothing to be afraid of. You're <laughs> amongst friends. Come on. <laughs> Come on.
2: So whilst we're waiting for someone to volunteer, mm-hmm. um, have we done anything else? Anything else we've done? I haven't got anything else on my list. Oh, we
1: went to Astley Hall, which is a... Oh, yeah,
2: that was nice. Uh,
1: that's a Tudor uh, manor house. Yeah. Literally a five-minute drive. We've got quite a few sort of like, um, old Tudor manor houses, medieval castles mm. around it. Uh, yeah, lovely Shudder property, uh, set in gardens, and uh, Oliver Cromwell stayed there during the Civil War. And a couple of rooms have got priest holes in, haven't they, and things like that.
2: Yeah.
1: So um, – Yeah,
2: and the some of the rooms, um, they weren't massive – but they had the most extraordinary plasterwork on the ceiling. Mm. There was one room and it wasn't, but it looked like um, sort of skeleton rib cages hanging down. Oh, it, it was supposed to be yeah. like a flower kind of thing.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, it was like uh, rib cages.
0: Mm.
2: But yeah, it was just really OTT. Um, oh, Ian, are you going to gate crash? Ian, let me send you the link.
0: Ooh, well done.
2: He says it sounds fun, so I'm taking that as a yes. Come on, Ian. Yeah, you just
1: just come and join us for 10 minutes.
2: <laughs> um, whilst he's joining, he's asked Kurt, tell us about the wall of toys.
3: <laughs> um, and that's my prop wall, actually. It's on a video on my YouTube channel. And basically, before I had that, All those props were scattered around this room, which is incredibly tiny. Um, This is my bedroom. So I had them on my desk. I had them on the wardrobe, on the floor, on the bed when when I wasn't sleeping in it, so they were everywhere. So I said, you know, enough's enough, and I need to clear the room. So I made that prop wall. And those are 3D printed hangers for each and everything um, that I designed and printed. Um, That's basically just an MDF sheet with French cleats at the back so I can just hang it easily. Um, But I've got some of the props that I made, some of the guns that are there behind me, the smaller ones especially, are either 3D printed or I designed them myself. Um, A couple of Nerf modifications, a couple of projects like Thor's hammer right above my head. There's Thor's hammer and Doctor Strange's eye. And my lightsaber, of course, because every nerd needs to have a lightsaber. Um, So yeah, that's my wall of toys. Still left some space to add a few things, though, so you can never have enough.
0: (laughs)
2: That sounds good. Well, Ian's here. Can you hear us okay?
1: Ian? Hey. (laughs) Hello?
2: Whoa, nice T-shirt.
1: What's it say? Yes.
2: Keep on turning.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can hear you all
2: right. Okay, you sound a little bit low. No idea to of up. okay all right <laughs> we just speak close to your computer that's yeah. all right how are you doing it's a little bit laggy but yeah all good
1: <laughs> did, did you have a good halloween
2: oh yeah i had
4: a I had a fantastic halloween um loads and loads went on outside we had some um, holograms all over the garden which uh, scared the living daylights out of some of the kids and they were legging it
1: <laughs> well that's job done i would say yes
2: so are you are you making anything at the minute
1: um not at the moment no i'm sort of in between um a couple of
2: projects i'm trying to um to get a couple of projects up and running in December. Then. Anything you'd like to share with us? Can you hear us okay?
3: Yeah, there's a little bit of lag going on, I think.
2: Okay. So, um, can, can you tell us about the projects you're doing?
3: In the, the meantime, I think Stace wants to join as well.
2: Okay. Um, well do you want to click on the link, Stacy? He's still
1: there, Ian.
2: Yeah, there. Bye Scott. Have a good evening.
1: Bye. Bye Scott. Oh. How's has he gone?
2: Is he back? No, Stacey's here. Hello.
0: Hey there.
4: Hi. Hi, yeah. How are you? Nervous. <laughs>
1: Don't be nervous.
4: It's
2: only us. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whoa. Wow. Yeah. What does that mean? It's,
3: so, it's just the Fishers and the Maltese are here, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, you've just made it's not gonna catch on.
4: <laughs> so Stace, what are you making at the minute? Um I currently have um like um a vote going on at the moment. Whether people wanna see my next video or the video after, um a segmented bowl or an ash bowl. All right, cool. So I you- still quite Sorry. Are you are you turning these? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: I'm I'm still quite new to it all, to be honest. So it'll be interesting. That sounds good. So are you doing these live? Um. No, unless people want to see them live.
2: Yeah. I'll
1: sort that out. Well, either, either way, it sound a lot of fun.
4: Yeah. So
2: are you are you enjoying your wood turning? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a- <laughs> are you enjoying the wood turning as well?
4: You are meant to be asleep. <laughs> it's a great stress relief. I, I can say that one. Hi guys. Hiya. Hiya.
1: Hi. Nick says hi. <laughs> <laughs> Have oh, so you got anything to ask? Yeah. Nice. Well, I I think uh, I think Stacey, you should. Uh, ooh, well, segmented turning a segmented uh, bowl. Or, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and so like I love the way that I feel. So like the edges and the facets, and you're ooh. knocking them out first. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I, I I say do the segmented one.
4: <laughs> Seems to be everybody's favourite at the mini.
1: Yeah, 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 they are a lot of fun to turn. Uh, obviously, I, I get uh, Leon from Would You Believe It. He uh, he sent me segmented, you know, you can get the kits, and he, he cuts the, the blocks out, and then he'll glue them up for me. Because for me to do all that, it probably take me the best part of, like, a year. Uh, but, yeah, they're a lot of fun to turn, really are. I'm
4: expecting it to be big learning curve for me so i'm always eager to learn yeah yeah go sleep so what are things
2: have you been turning
4: um i'm just trying well, then to then think done you loads don't, of pen yeah
0: yeah
4: don't know it yeah but you don't few. you've done a more layer yeah. <laughs> um, so, what is it about wood turning that you like? Hmm. The stress relief of it. Yeah. Mm. And the learning of it. It's like you've had a hard day, you can just go in the workshop, shut off for a couple of hours, and they come out, and you're like a new person.
1: Mm. Yeah. Space is a maker. Space is a maker. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, so, are you, share, are you sharing your lat, Stacey? Or are you getting your own one? I'm currently sharing Nick's at the mini, which yeah. he ain't happy about. Oh, well, you're gonna it's have to like, kind run. of like mini fights. Yeah, arguing over the lat. <laughs> yeah, it's like Valerie and Wayne. Yeah, yeah. What are that going on now. So, sort of like women, are, women are sort of like giving their their partners the heave home and saying, "Step aside, <laughs> I'll show you how it's done." Yeah, there's a lot of that
2: going on, isn't it? Yeah. Um Steve Twidel says, when is Stace going to turn an off center double bold goblet with eight captive rings and a face? Not yet.
1: <laughs>
2: Steve, have you done one of those? I think there's a video somewhere in that. Mm,
1: definitely. We no eight really <laughs> Yeah.
2: So when when are you going to be doing the uh, segmented bowl or the other project?
4: Um, we've I've got a video for this week, so I'm looking for next week. All right, okay. get the video wait for it next week.
2: Yeah, you'll have to let us know and then we can share the link and people can watch it. I know you've got a lot of people that watch your channel and Nick as well. Um, But, yeah, we'll look out for that.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Right then, so it's 10 to 9. 10 to 9. So I shall say thank you very much, Stace. Is he still here?
0: No, he's not.
1: All right.
2: So, thank I you very say. much, Stace, for joining us. It's been lovely chatting with you
1: and hearing about your project. You. Yeah, well, very, well done for putting up with Nick. <laughs> and, well <laughs> done. I know, I know someone, someone's someone got to. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, uh, you, you, You're doing a great job of keeping him in check. Well done. <laughs> well thank you. So, yeah, let, please let us know. Uh, drop us a message when you do get to do your uh, segmented uh, and yeah, we'd love to uh, come and uh, listen to that well, I'll listen to it, Nicola can watch it I'll
0: watch.
1: <laughs> and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll give you lots of support, so thanks for uh, dropping by, so yeah everyone, it's uh, Stacey, yes, yeah, Stace makes we've got the wonderful, wonderful Kurt over in the beautiful, beautiful historic ancient island of Malta in the Mediterranean, 60 kilometres south of Sicily. Uh, we've got Ian that had to duck out because of technical issues. Yeah. Ian's a good friend, uh, a great follower. He was at yeah. Sittingbourne uh, yeah. and uh, a yeah, great supporter of ours. But, is, yeah. Sorry, uh, Ian, uh, you'll, Yeah, we'll have to uh, reschedule. We'll, try, well, I said we'll try again next time. Yeah, we'll reschedule and uh, definitely have you on again. That's a yeah. shame
0: because
1: yeah. Uh, we we'll, 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 we'll like you, Ian. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Is a, is a great home haunter. So, so right, yeah. Big love, big love to our special guest, Kurt, who's an amazing maker. Check out his channel, uh, Instagram. And look
2: at his lovely
1: leather like stuff. Yeah, it sounds incredible. <laughs> Give him all your love and support, and help him to be even more of a <laughs> success in everything that he's doing. Same goes for Kate. Makes relatively new to turning, but she's kicking it in the ass and having lots of fun. And she's also trying to kick Nick in the ass. (laughs) So that's amazing. Uh, For for those of you, you, oh, yeah. Hi, Steve, as well. Happy birthday, mate. forgot to say that. For those of you that can make it to the Harrogate show this weekend, it's a three day event. Come and say hi to us at the Tarmac stand. Uh, We'd love to meet up with you. Uh, And with that being said, we're ready to go now. I've got to take. Uh, uh, my uh, beautiful guide dog out for his uh, ablutions. ablutions. Yeah, uh, I've already put the bin down. Hey. Yeah. So uh, until the next time, everybody, peace, big yeah. love.
2: Thank you to everybody. Catch you soon. Bye. Bye. Everyone. Bye. Bye.
1: Missing you already. <laughs> yeah. Bye.